Good morning, good people. Happy Friday. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by Texas Family Fitness, Freeman, Mazda, Hyundai, and Worth the Poor. I am your host, Will Skywalker. Still, boom! Bomb Squad in the building. It's Friday, baby. That means it's Feel Good Friday. So happy. Long weekend coming up. Good show lined up today. Going to discuss some players that I think have reset the bar, reset their expectations through through their play, and some players that didn't. Some players that has more to prove. That may have to have to break out, have more to prove, and have a breakout season or another breakout season. So we'll get in on that. Plus, in the roundup, we got a rule change that might affect a Cowboys player. And we heard from some other Cowboys players, so we'll touch on that as well. Today will be a pretty straightforward show. Um, it's the weekend. I'm, I'm excited to get into the weekend. It's a long weekend. Happy Memorial Day, because uh, I won't be here Monday. So I'm letting y'all know that right now. will not be in here Monday. That's why I wanted to do today's show. Wasn't sure if it was Friday or Monday. I wanted to take off for the holiday. But uh, Monday is what we've decided on here. So make sure y'all tune into this thing. And I see Toxic Tom Downey Burner account. We may get a first. We may get a first with him calling in. So if you want to call in, you can 351-999-3787. You said you have a 717 number, Toxic. So I'll know it's you when you come through, brother. And I got you. In fact, let me go ahead and make sure that these lines are all set. They are. They are. Oh, and I see Derek says I need that shirt. Well, in honor of our attitude era, you know, theme, it was only right that I eventually come on here with a degeneration X shirt, right? I mean, if 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 you're feeling good about the weekend, if you're feeling good about the show, long weekend coming up, you're off. Give me a hell yeah. I said give me a hell yeah. God, I love the attitude era. I love it. I love it. But shout out to the Bomb Squad. Bomb Squad! Ty Cook. I always get your name wrong. Miss Doro. I, I, that's where I'm going to go with it. Miss or Mrs. Doro. Mr. or Mrs. Doro. S to B, Adam Mack, Derek Smalls, Trey Manning. What's up, brother? Our thoughts and prayers are still with you. Uh, Toxic Tom, Joey, Jeremy, Cash, TC915, Kel, Anthony Moore, uh, Joe the Gooner, Gregory. Uh, Timo over on Facebook, CJ Richards, Jack Bynum, Steve Johnson, Derek Smalls, uh, Damian R, Chuck P over on Facebook as well. Iceberg Q was good. Who else we got up in here? Prime Time Phil, B47 Vic, uh, and many more coming through. I, I know I missed a few over here. You know, my, my chat be acting funny, man, be acting funny. Uh, if I did miss you, my apologies, Swain. I see you in there, Swain. Uh, say full, I see you, that dude, BP. I appreciate y'all coming through. Y'all know how I feel about y'all being a bomb squad. Y'all know how I feel about y'all seeing that notification and jumping right in and getting this show started off, getting your weekend and your day started off with A to Z Sports Live with your boy, Scott. So let's go ahead and get into this roundup and get through this show so we can get y'all back to your weekends, right? We can get y'all through your days at work and get to your loved ones. But we'll try to have a good show uh, before we do that. It's time! It's time! It's time! It's 
time. It's time. It's time. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Yes, indeed. This is the morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness, a solution for your fitness goals. Not just a fitness club, though. They provide tools, support, and state-of-the-art resources you need to achieve those said goals. So make sure y'all check out texasfamilyfitness.com or visit any of the 13 different locations in the DFW area. But make sure you tell them that we sent you, all right? A couple days ago, uh, there was a report that came out. There were some new rules. The NFL was laying some new rules down for IR and practice squad. Uh, I've always been an advocate of more practice squad players. The IR rules are better than they've been ever since the COVID situation. But here are the updates on the IR and the practice squad squad and how it can affect Michael Gallup. Uh, Quote, teams can now make eight activations from IR and or non-football injury slash illness during the season. And players can return from those reserve lists a maximum of two times, which counts toward the eight limit so it's mouthful the league expanded its practice squad from 14 players to 16 players and the ir from three games to four now you're saying well how the hell can this affect michael gallup well remember stephen jones said that michael gallup will likely miss two to three games to start the season i mean that's what he said unless michael gallup just miraculously gets healthy and he's fine so to me in my head i was thinking well, they're probably going to put him on IR because he can come off in three games. Well, it's four now. So, yes, I know y'all, it's one game, but one game can be the difference between this and that. So, I wonder what they'll do. We got a long ways to go between now and then, but I do wonder if the Cowboys elect to put him on IR, which will cost them four games minimum, or, or and give them a roster spot, or allow him to take up a roster spot and know he'll miss two to three games. So that roster spot is, is a valuable roster spot, uh, specifically for special teams and things like that, in depth at certain positions. So that'll be one of those numbers games um, we'll have to pay attention to as we move forward into training camp and preseason and then when they do the roster cuts. Also, Demarcus Lawrence, as we know, you know, since the free agency we saw he cut his hair and things like that uh james slater had tweeted out he cut his dreads that he started growing his rookie year a bit symbolic he's feeling more serious in his approach this year healthier and he joked about focusing on becoming the stat leader again after letting rookie steal it away from him this is what d d where my bad y'all d law <laughs> to marcus to marcus where demarcus lawrence this is what demarcus lawrence had to say about becoming that sack leader in a joking way i want to become the sack leader again i let a rookie show me up last year shout out to my boy micah uh restate my dominance let everybody know how i'm coming how i feel and the type of respect i'm going to demand when i step on that field <clears throat> i i my, my bad for those who who have locks i don't like them being called dreads locks But D-Law coming out and, and, and talking is not new. This is what D-Law does, right? Uh, 
I don't I don't really care. I think with D Law plays, D Law is an impact player. Period. I think he's proven that over the years. So I don't care how much he talks. Just stay healthy is what I care about with Demarcus Lawrence. Just stay healthy because when he stayed healthy last year, when he, when he was on the field last year, he was an impact player from the first game. From the first game. So now he gets Micah year two, right? Add some more some more uh, talent on this defense. Another year of Dan Quinn, who I think is going to help unleash D-Law. And a new attitude, a new outlook on the season. I don't know that the hair, that the locks have much to do with it, but hey, you know, they say, you know, when you break up, the first thing people do is cut their hair, get this, get that, change their appearance, and it helps. And one of my favorite things to say, one of my favorite sayings, I should say, comes from Deion Sanders. You look good, you play good, you play good, they pay good. I feel you, D-Law, I feel you. And then finally... Dalton Schultz, you know, the heat on Dalton Schultz has kind of simmered down a little bit since free agency. Um, basically kind of ended in a way. But he spoke with the media the other day, and they asked him about his blocking. And you could tell he got a little passionate about it. You could tell, put it this way, you could tell Dalton Schultz is on the internet. He's on the interwebs and in the Twitter sphere and, and all these other places and that people have been talking about his blocking because he was a matter of a fact about his blocking Cowboys Nation. Take a listen to Dalton Schultz speaking on that. Uh, it was yesterday or two days ago. Here you go. Uh, I mean, my blocking's been, like, one of my strong suits. Like, everybody can disagree with that. Like, everybody's got their own opinion on that. But, like, um, that's always something I've been able to, like, hang my hat on. Now, blocking, like, Chandler Jones is of the world every play. Like, it's it's hard. Like, any tight end's going to, like, you're not going to win every rep. And that's just the NFL. Like, um but I think that, you know, in order to succeed in this league, you have to have that work ethic of like, okay, I realize this this happened, this play happened, I need to move forward from that play. And then in the offseason, you need to go back and, and work hard to correct those um, those things. And, I mean, one of the things is just the weight room. Like, I've been a, I've been a weight room, like, gym rat this whole offseason. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about the progress that, you know, I'll hopefully see in, in training camp and beyond. He's been in the weight room, ladies and gentlemen. He's been a weight room Jim Rat. Good to hear. Good to hear because we're going to need you blocking and we're going to need you. In fact, Dalton Schultz leads me into what's going to be the meat and potatoes of today's show. And I'll get right to that. But without further ado, I think we have Toxic, the Toxic Tom Downey Burner account on the horn. So I got to get to him before we get into things. Is this the Toxic? This is Ryan Nall, oh. <laughs> a.k.a. Toxic Tom Downey Burner account. Good morning, Sky. Good, good morning. I got to give you the... He's in the building! He's in the building tag. What's good, man? How you feeling? It's nice to hear from you. What's up? First off, uh, Los, I'm really sorry. I was hoping that Mavs could do a backdoor cover at least for you, but they yeah. couldn't even do that. Gentlemen, Shout sweet. out to the bomb squad. Yeah, gentlemen, sweep. Get Luca help. That should be the theme. Yeah. Um, looking at the OTAs right now, um, I kind of feel like Bill Murray on Groundhog Day right now. I've heard this all before. Uh, kind of want to see what happens with uh, Tyron real, Smith's back. Real, real quick, th this is the difference Go between me it. and you. You said Bill Murray. I heard this all before. To me, when you said that, all I thought was 
Heard it all before. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I, I mean, I work in accounting and finance, so I hear forecasts all day long. Yeah. And I hear skittles and rainbows from people oh, all day long. Okay. And the Jones are the best at selling skittles and rainbows. And yeah. Sky, I'm going to be diabetic if I keep eating these skittles and rainbows at this point. That's... So right now, I look at it as we have no major injuries. The biggest lawsuit we have right now is in the past, hopefully, and hopefully that trading card scandal with CD Lamb goes through. If we can get healthy and stay healthy through OTAs, I'm calling it a win. And of course, if Ryan Nall can get that bag before the end of OTAs, because he's he's gone in for Zeke. So <laughs> this this bit is going to kill me. You know what's crazy? When I whenever I go to a training camp, whether it be in Dallas or or uh, Oxnard. I'm I'm literally going to be watching Ryan Nall just to make sure. I'm not going to tell y'all about him. I'm not going to say a word about Ryan Nall. I'm going to just take notes to make sure and prepare myself just in case he does look good. And I got to come on here and face the music, man. Honestly, you might be the only content creator that's going to be ahead of the game. Probably. So when people are all clamoring about Ryan Nall, you can be the guy that said, hey, I've been telling y'all about him since <laughs> he signed him. <laughs> so it's a good way. And – yeah. I get asked this a lot in my friends. So I have friends who are big Cowboy fans, and they hear me talk about Ryan Dahl, and they always ask me, why do you like this guy? And I always say he is the poster child for the Stephen Jones free agency. When all these other teams are out there getting better, getting players that they want to go win a Super Bowl now, picture Stephen Jones in his mahogany desk with his big collection of leather-bound books going, you know, these fans are getting pretty mad at me. I'll go sign a free agent for him. And he goes and finds the most random player that no one has ever heard of and goes, here, are you happy? So when I first heard the news of Ryan Nall was our big free agent signing, I just laughed like, well, this is how it's going to be. You know, it's kind of like the dog with the, in the, in the kitchen where everything's burning and it's going, this is fine. This is fine. It's just, this is fine. This is, this is, this is what this is. And it's just that blank expression, and you hear Simon and Garfunkel, Hello Darkness, My Old Friend, creeping into the background. So it is what it is, as you love to say, which is so true. But I'm hoping that he strikes lightning twice, but I really hope that he doesn't play hardball with guys like J. Ron Curse with the free agency brings in this year. I just, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of band aids over positions that have been not addressed for what two presidential terms it seems like <laughs> yeah like three or two yeah like and and you what i love about content creators like yourself is that you bring up these points that i hope you get press access because i <sighs> i would i would just want to be in the Toxic. vicinity of hearing I'm only going to have it probably for about a good a good month. I'm I'm pretty sure. I'll try to be as professional as possible, I promise y'all. But I am stubborn. I want an answer, and I want a real one. Not none of this PC crap that, that Kellen Moore be giving us. But, you know, and we'll see. I'll do as best I can. But to, uh, to wrap it up, so that way there's other callers behind me that are eager to talk to, all I will say is, Jose, I hope you're listening right now. You were the most optimistic person on this chat. I hope I'm wrong, and I hope that this year feels different. But I tried to warn some of y'all or most of y'all last year, like, don't be drinking Jim Jones Kool-Aid because this batch is different. Let's see if this batch is different. When the Cowboys win two playoff games 
in a single postseason, then you'll hear me change my tune. Until then. Yeah, you tried to tell me. You tried is. to tell me, Toxic. You sure did. And and I was I was fighting you the whole time. I was Come on. <laughs> yep. And uh what you said yesterday, by the way, lastly, about your kids and stuff, man. Hey, prayers out to the Dallas community. Sorry for your loss. You know, hold your loved ones tight. You never yeah. know when it's time. And uh really hit home, even all the way on the East Coast. So uh thanks for taking my call and um I love your show and I will tune back into the chat. Thank man. you all. Thank you, Toxic. That was fantastic. I was going to give you a different drop, but I'm going to give you this one right here. You deserve a clue bomb. You deserve a clue bomb, Toxic. And, and man, call in some more. One of our, who was it in the chat that said he sounds like an accountant? He said you sound like an accountant. But, but I got to do this in honor of Park Street Life when you talk about Ryan. And that's the most you're going to get, Park Street, because Bishop, Bishop Bullwinkle's peoples his estate they came and they got me last time when i dropped the no. and i played the whole thing they said oh you want bishop bullwinkle hell no give me that money so i can't play the whole thing no more y'all i can't play the whole thing but uh great cause for real toxic real rap man if you get a chance call in some more especially and see this is me being toxic especially after the cowboys lose I, I could hear the annoyance in, in, in his in his tone. Like, you could tell he's pissed off and it's May. You know what I mean? So imagine if Dallas loses. Toxic, please call in. You, you, you might go viral. You never know. You never know. All right, I, I got one more call. I know some people might be running this back like, man, get into the content. I'm sorry. I, I have to get to this call, but before... We get to this call, and it's my guy, Los. Can we all just, just... They ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine. When you're not really fine, but you just can't get into it because they would never understand. You know, the, the Mavericks really gave us hope. We, we hoped that they would come back from 3-0. And they played they play with you, Los. They, they gave you a victory. Only for it to be a gentleman's sweep. And for that, I'm I'm so sorry, Los. The, the floor is yours, brother. The floor is yours. G good morning, good sir. The, the floor is yours, bro. Go on ahead. Let me mm. tell you something, man. I went to the watch party yesterday at the oh, AAC. Went right? to the watch party. Oh. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I went. I had hope. I had high expectations, right? You hoped. I look up. At, I look at that scoreboard. I'm like, it's the third quarter. All of our starters are under ten points. Mm. Play over here is fucking twenty two points. You, you, Damn. Your boy, your boy Luca was <laughs> was was building a, a crib. He was he was breaking left and right. Yeah, mm. I will see that man. Like, it was it was it wasn't meant to be. But I mean, mm. hey. Luca is a he's a one time great, you know, for, uh, first team on NBA in the first four years of NBA. Mm -hmm. The only other people to do that is Kobe Bryant and I th I think um I'm sure LeBron. Yeah, think, no, Tim Duncan and really? someone else. Yeah. Not LeBron? But, man, nope. LeBron is not on my list. I I don't think so. I, I, I would have to check again. I'm just, yeah, I, I have I no idea. Not. I just I just would assume LeBron yeah. would have been on it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just heard on 105.3. So you have to talk to your your man Kevin Gray. But um, true. Yeah, man, it it is just it is just a hard season. But hey, I'll say this guy. No, I would not give a dope. Just I I will say, I feel way more optimistic about this franchise in the Dallas area than I do with the Cowboys. Because I'm agreeing with Toxic. Like, damn. Like, I, if we do get into the playoffs, like, I just want to make a run. Because, like, I mean, at least Mavericks made it to the Western Conference Finals with the bench role players. Yeah. Cowboys had Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamb, Tony Pollard. You know, a great defense. And we, and we, got, and we got lost to Jimmy G. We lost to Jimmy G, bro. And that's it haunts me to this day, man. It's just heartbreak after heartbreak, man. Los, why do you I, think I, I went to the to the Western Conference Finals, Los? Because and this is not a joke. I said, man, I I, I don't know when I'm going to be able to experience a conference finals game, a conference championship appearance in Dallas. So I said, I better go now. You know, as much as I love my Cowboys, it's been a long time. So I said, let me go now. Let me feel that atmosphere. Um, let me let me see how it feels to be around that. I didn't expect your Mavericks to to get to the finals. I didn't, but but I was hoping they'd play better that game I was there. But nonetheless, that's why I went, man. But we'll see. We'll see. You know, it's, it's a new year. It's another year with this defense, Dan Quinn, some of these young bucks, and you just never know, man. We saw we saw the Bengals go from – look at me now. Look at look at Sky trying to turn around. We, you saw the Bengals go from worst to first. So, hey, who knows? Yeah, hey, anything is possible, man. But I'm just trying to give you. I'm just trying to give you some more hope because yesterday the Mavericks they, they, just, they hurt you, brother. Yeah, you. I, I will say this though. I mean this this is gonna be a big year, prove it year for Dak for for in my eyes because I think I think he. I mean he he has proven like enough for like he's a great quarterback. I there's no doubt about that. But if there's if he wants to get to that great like you know that all time great, wow. he has to. You know, like I don't know, make that run of like I don't know. If don't he if he on. if he wants to be and this is not fair, whatever though. If he wants to be considered a championship quarterback, he's got to get to a championship, right? Yeah, yeah, he does. And I'm not like, don't get me wrong, dude. I love that. I really you know, do. I, if there's I, no, I someone that 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 you know talks bad about him, I was offended, right? Mm. But it's just like this is a year that you know one. You don't really have – I mean, you have CD, right? But other than that, you got Gallup, who's hurt for the first two or how many weeks. You got Tober, who's a rookie. Don't get me wrong. I think Tober is a beast. But, you know, as a rookie, you're, and to make a big impact, that's asking the lost guy. And that's what I hate that Cowboys do. They always do this to these people. They put pressure on these players to be like, all right, we drafted you. Now go make some big plays instead of like, all right, let's – See how the system works. Well, that's Get in a, your feet wet, and then. Hey, Los, you know. that is an excellent point, Los. For real, that's an excellent point. The Cowboys put a, a a heavy emphasis on their young players to perform now, as opposed to developing and and getting used to the league because of the way they approach their team building. That is an excellent point. Yeah, so I, I just see all these things, guys. So it's just as as me as a. a and this is embarrassing, Sky. So, true story. I went with my girl last night, man. <laughs> and she's and, she, and she's like, man, they got to get Lucas some help. I'm like, no, yeah, I'm no doubt about it. They can't shoot. <laughs> but and then she was and then she in the car ride, she was like, man, how come the Mavericks 
have done something that the Cowboys can't do, which is at least, you know, team build. And I'm like, damn. Oh, she she loaded the she loaded the clip. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, and that really got me to thinking. I'm like, for real. So yeah, I just that opened my my door up. So Intense yeah, I, I'll leave you with that thoughts, guys. So I'll I'll leave you with that, man. And you have a great morning. But with me, I have higher optimism <laughs> with the Mavericks. Heck, even the Rangers. Sad to say, rather than the Cowboys. But man, you have a great morning. Appreciate you, Lowe's. Have a good weekend, good brother. My lady, no. If Dallas Cowboys lose, I don't want to hear nothing about no nothing. <laughs> I don't want to hear nothing about no Cowboys. Don't come on here trying to crack jokes. Loading the clip. Lowe's lady said, well, why your Cowboys ain't shit? Oh, <laughs> that hurt me after a loss. Can you imagine coming home from that 49ers game? You already in the car pissed off. And she look over to you. She give you that look. We came all the way over here and your raggedy ass Dallas Cowboys lost. <laughs> oh boy. I see my boy uh Jay Tuck is in the building. Tuck, you feel me? Because Tuck, I saw Tuck after the game. He came over. Boy, we lit. He came over to the uh do we I think we won that game. I can't remember. He came over to, to Texas Live. Don't mess with Tuck if we lose either. I tell you that much. I tell you that much. All right, man. Let's get into it. It's been a fun opening. I'm having some fun, man. It's Friday. It ain't quite roll out the TV type of day, but it's kind of getting there. It's, it's, it's kind of getting there. My lady said, I used to I use the Cowboys as an insult during an argument. <laughs> it's so wrong. Don't do that to me, man. Don't do that to me. All right, for real. Let's get at least to this first part of it. We might not get to all of it because it's Friday. And it's uh, Feel Good Friday. All right, so we talked about Dalton Schultz. For those who may have missed the uh, opening, uh, I brought up Dalton Schultz talking about his blocking. And we talk about ceiling. Today is about breaking the wall. You know, the, the Chris Jericho, break the walls down. I'm really talking about the ceiling. I'm really talking about when players got drafted or they get drafted, you kind of have this firm expectations of said player, depending on where they're drafted, uh, who they're drafted to, the circumstances of the team, and things like that, right? Uh, but sometimes these players break through that wall. They, they, they break through that ceiling, and they kind of reset their expectations. And a prime example of that is Dak Prescott, right? Fourth-round pick, you know, had a great rookie year. His expectations were reset. We no longer looked at him as that fourth-round pick. It's like, hey, man, this is your team now. Another one, my second cousin, Terrence Steele, right? First year was like, oh, boy. Then that second year, he reset his expectations by how he performed, and now he's going to be the starter at right tackle. So, hey, it's no longer, oh, this is just Terrence Steele undrafted guy. No, this is you, you have a new set of expectations for the Dallas Cowboys and the Cowboys Nation. And that got me to thinking – like, who has broken through that wall? And and what are their new expectations in Cowboys Nation? What is their new expectations to the team? And for real, for real, who hasn't broken through that wall? But we'll get to that later, maybe, depending on where this show goes. But I want to talk about some of the players um, that have broken that wall, that have reset uh, their expectations. And we started off with Dalton Schultz, and that's kind of where I want to lead to, is with Dalton Schultz. 
when he came into the league as a fourth round pick in 2018, I think a lot of us were like, okay, at some point, maybe he'll be the Jason Witten replacement. I don't think anybody really saw it happening right away. And it didn't. His first year, he was a primarily a blocking tight end. His second year, he didn't play at all. And I will be, y'all know me, I don't give a damn about being right or wrong. I just tell you how, how I feel and what I see. And I was ready to just, all right, I'm done with Dalton Schultz in a way. I didn't care if they cut him or not, but going into year three, I was like, whatever. I mean, he played literally like one game in 2019, so I didn't, I didn't care if Dalton Schultz was here or not. Then Blake Jarman goes down and Dalton Schultz steps up. And I completely did a 180 on Dalton and said, you know what? He's earned my respect. He's earned his keep here to at the very least be tight end two, but compete for tight end one going into the 2021 season. And in a way, it didn't feel like Dalton Schultz was tight end one. It felt like they were still competing. And then I think it just, he just took over. Jarwin was still recovering and, and Dalton said, this is mine and mine to keep. And you look at his 2021 season, 78 receptions, over 800 yards, eight touchdowns. He was third on the team in first down receptions, and he was first in passer rating when targeted. Now, that final one, I don't know that that's an amazing statistic because Dalton is usually getting targeted 10 yards in it. But nevertheless, that's a very productive season, Cowboys Nation. And because of his back-to-back quality seasons and him being franchise tag, I think... His expectations have been reset. That's that's fair, right? That's fair to say that, all right, Dalton, no, no longer do I expect you to just be a product of the system. And this is my question to you guys. What do you believe should be the new expectations for Dalton Schultz? I know, I know what it is for me. I know where I know what I want Dalton Schultz to be or to do to deliver on his new role on his, I guess his new responsibilities or whatever you want to call it, him being a guy. And to me, I now expect Dalton Schultz to be a feature guy and perform as such, as opposed to kind of a product of the system. Now, am I saying, do I expect him to have an 1100 yard season, 12 touchdowns? That's, that's doing a bit much. That would be exceeding my expectations. If we're being completely honest, if he has another 800-plus yard season, 75, 80-yard reception season, eight, nine touchdowns, I think that's fair. I, I, I would say he's met my expectations, to be honest with you. But I, I want to know kind of how it's done. Is he a feature? Because I think he's going to need to be, Cowboys Nation. No, you're going to have no... Michael Gallup early on. You got a rookie wide receiver who, while we love Jalen Tober, it may take some time to get Jalen Tober acclimated. So if we're being completely honest, Dalton Schultz is going to be relied upon heavily early on. So I kind of want to see him featured. I kind of want to see him uh, uh, honestly be more, somebody said him be more explosive be more of a scene buster. I know it's not quite his game, but hey, dog, you getting that franchise tag. 
if we're being real, he's probably your second most reliable receiving weapon to start the season. You got CD Lamb and then Dalton Schultz. So maybe statistically, my expectations haven't moved a ton. I would like to see those improve, but those are really damn good tight end numbers. Don't get it twisted. I'm not, I'm not trying to put unreasonable expectations on Schultz. But how he's used and just his individual improvement, I do expect him to raise it. I do expect him to be the guy and not part of the system, if that makes sense, Capitalism. You can call into the show if you want, 351-999-3787. I see somebody in the chat say Toxic Tom, you know, gave some encouragement to others to call in. Hey, call in, man. Let's talk. Uh, Primetime said, backup tight end is a guy who would take the reps away from Schultz, and it's Jake. So, so Primetime, do you believe Jake is going to take reps away from Schultz? I think Schultz is entrenched. I think Schultz is fine. I don't I don't really see his his status being threatened this year in 2021. Uh if he's featured, he'll be a top three tight end, says TC915. Huh. I mean, I don't even know if that's I honestly don't know if that's a a, a crazy hot take. I'll go back to one of my takes I was, I guess, wrong about, and is is Blake Jarwin. I was a big Blake Jarwin fan. Injuries obviously derailed him. I will say this. I'll go with you here, TC915. I said going into 2020, if Blake Jarwin is tight end one, I think he had a potential to put up top five to seven numbers. Then he got hurt. Never happened. But Schultz got in, and he kind of put up those top ten numbers. Next year, he put up like top five, top six numbers. I'm with you. If he is featured, he would he will, without a shadow of a doubt, be a top three to five tight end from a production standpoint i still don't think he's better than kelsey kittle waller kind of comparable to andrews but andrews is a little bit more athletic i think at the catch point but i think he could put up the numbers that could exceed maybe one or two of those guys if he's featured we are in a system though that doesn't feature these guys nonetheless cash money says schultz is a quality tight end uh, but not a superstar tight end for the big plays. He has to be dependable in the run game, pass blocking, and attack the soft spots in the zone. Indeed. If you go back and you look at the uh, interview that he did, he talks about he talks about how difficult it is to be a tight end, not only in this league, but with the Cowboys, because you're asked to do so much, as opposed to, and this is and, and my boy CFO in the building, Jay Tuck, Kyle Pitts. Right, like Kyle Pitts went to Atlanta, he's not doing the things that Schultz is being asked to do. They're they're saying, "Hey, we're we're splitting you out wide. We're using you as a detached tight end. Uh, we want to get you up the field. You're more so of a big wide receiver." Where the Cowboys historically, for years, have used their tight ends to do everything, and it is a difficult position nowadays because, as Schultz said, you're going up against D laws every game. Every team has a D law, and you got to deal with them. And that's why I kind of cut him some slack on his blocking because I think he's he's regressed as a blocker in space. Overall, he's might have regressed slightly as a blocker in general because I think he's got that, hey, I'm that dude syndrome. I need to worry about being a receiver. But on a scale of 1 to 10, if you say, well, what's his blocking now? I would still give it a 6 and a half, 7 on some days. I think, he's, I think he is a good enough blocker. But you want to see him improve, and I think he's going to need to improve. And he talked about improving 
uh, because we're going to have to get back to running that ball. And in order to do that, you're going to need your tight ends to be dependable blocking. All right, man, we got some callers on the line. Let's get to set it off. Chris, man, my good brother, set it off. Chris, what's up, fam? What's up, baby? How you doing, man? I feel happy, good, happy man. Friday, man. Yeah. Good, man. That's good. Yeah. I, I was I was listening to what you were saying, and I think you had said this, too, uh, during the draft process. The Cowboys have their mold that they want to tight in. And Schultz is – we've always tried to folk mold people in the past into the Jason Witten mold. Yep. And that's not the guy who's the explosive guy. So – before anybody on here inside the nation, I'm just I'm just saying point blank, I am not a Jason Witten stance or fan or anything. I think Jason Witten is a man, is a great person. Uh, but hey, as, you better run. That's Jay Tuck's guy. Uh, he in the chat. Hey, 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 Jay, Jay, <laughs> hey, I love Jay Tuck. Jay Tuck is my man, but that dude, <laughs> to me, I'll hit Jay and tell him point blank, I think he's in the Hall of Very, Very Good. I don't think you're Hall of Fame. I'll whoa, say it. I'll whoa, stand on whoa, that. Whoa, 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 oh, yes, whoa, whoa, yes, whoa, 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 Hey, bro, hey, I, so, hey, man, drop it. I don't care. <laughs> Chris. No, I didn't even call it. Christopher. Okay. okay. Christoph. Yes, yes. Yeah, get, hey, get my whole get my whole legal government name in it. Christopher. Offline. We can have this conversation offline. I'm just saying, for me, he's in the Hall of See, the Hall of Fame is guys who were the top of their game at the time they were in there. And at no point in time was he the top guy. At no point in time was he the top guy. In Chris. his era, let's, let's run the numbers. Let's run the numbers. In his era, Gronk was better. Gonzalez was better. Gates was better. Those three guys right there in his era, in his era, were better than him. I'm not saying he's a scrub. I'm not saying he's not a guy who deserves to be Jack in the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I'm telling and you right I, now, you, you better okay. get to your point. Hey. You better get to your Dalton Schultz point because you're just digging a okay, hole. We, I'm, hey, I'm not digging no hole. I'm standing on this. I've been standing on this for years. But let's go back to what I'm saying. Yeah. So if you got your molded guy, if you got your molded guy, and he's not a great, great blocker, um, the closest thing to this guy we want to be a blocker Team buster, an athletic guy was Martellus Bennett, and oh, so when man. they brought it, when right, right that was that, that was that guy, that was that guy, that was the blocker, scene buster, that was the guy, and because he came inside the same time frame when Jason Witten was taking snaps from people, um, you know, that's what ends up happening. So now when you brought Schultz on, initially it was supposed to be a, a, a set for a twelve personnel because you're gonna have Jarwin and you're gonna have Schultz. Same thing you got right now. Hey, hey, and same thing you want now. You want first to come in his first couple of years and block unless she'll, she'll try to turn into a scene buster. And he has never been that kind of guy. He can, he can, you know, he can do a couple of yakky things, but he's not in the level of a Kittles. He's not in the level of a, uh, of a, a Hawkinson. He's not in the level of a Noah fan. You see what I'm saying? So why are we asking him to do something that he doesn't do? I think if you go into the season, okay. he probably should be your third option. Your third option should be, it should be, it should go CD. It should be more Pollard because we want him to get more touches. We've been crying, we've been begging, True. we've been pleading for them to get more touches. Get get Tony the ball more in space. Zeke out the backfield doing their thing, and then make Schultz the guy that he is. And maybe he can get to that because if he turns around for 11 million and gets the same numbers he got this year, Cowboy Nation will lose their mind. They'll lose their absolute mind. They'll they'll 
they'll lambaste that dude. They will say he he's stealing money. If he gets the same exact numbers he got last year, 78 catches, 800 yards, almost 900 yards, and eight tubs, they'll say he's stealing money because he's making $11 million. That's Cowboy Nation. Really? You know that and I know that. I, oh, yeah. You, well, you know, you know what, though? Oh, you yeah. know what, though? You know what, though? Because of that, that, that money... He probably yeah, he probably see? does have to get up a thousand yards or something like see? that. But if you see what I'm saying? if you look but, at his numbers, those numbers are top five tight end numbers. To be completely they're honest, they're great numbers. Yeah. They're great. They're great numbers. But he was. But that's dude's a product of what he is. But we sitting here right now. We mad he ain't on the franchise tag. But if he was getting eleven million for getting almost eighty catches, then eight eight hundred some yards, eight tubs, That's a very productive season. He's great for fantasy. He's great on your football team. But but Cowboy Nation hates anybody who get money. They hate them dudes. Anybody who get paid, they don't like them. No matter how productive they are, no matter how top five, top top ten they are in the league. But you know, you you've already Jackson Ferguson, and and don't think before the middle of the year they're gonna be clamoring. Hey, we need to see Jake more. And Jake does great in in, uh, in training camp and preseason. We need to see more Jake because we already got we already got Dalton out there because they don't want nobody to get paid. But that's just my take, man. Hey, listen, man. We can talk about we can talk about this other stuff offline, man. I'm just saying, I'm gonna stand on that. I'm gonna stand on that forever. Let me just get I know, this. Brother. Let me I just. Know, man. All right, just before I let before I leave. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm gonna talk about your ass. I ain't gonna lie. Hey, Chris, Chris. That's how I feel. Let me let me just make sure you got it out. Jason Witten is not a Hall of Fame tight end. Okay let, 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 okay, let me say this. Let me say this. So, so you understand what I'm saying. We think everybody that, that's – there are guys who belong in the Hall of Fame and wore cowboy uniforms, and then we want our just do a people who got who, who are Hall of Famers. We, we all think that. Like, for the most part, you know, we, we, we believe that uh, – you know, we, we, we've already said – point blank, hey, man, Zach Martin should be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, because he's been an all-pro ever since he's been in the league. Yeah, well, that's without doubt. Yeah, absolutely. He's a Hall of Famer, right? Tyron Smith. We we believe he belongs. He should be a Hall of Famer. But people are gonna knock the fact in the matter that these last five years he ain't played all, you know complete seasons. But during his time, he was a Hall of Fame player. I'm saying Jason Witten stayed around so damn long. He got along. That says longevity, and he played longevity. But you ain't gonna tell me them last three years he didn't block people from get from getting their work in. And I and I got you got to hold that against him. Take your ass on. If you was going to retire, take your ass on. For the organization to let him retire, walk out the goddamn building, and then bring him back and give him a starting job, damn that. I, no, you don't do that. I, I, I am not disagreeing with Jason Witten probably should have left Dallas alone when he left Dallas alone in 2018. But he ain't answering my question. Is Jason Witten a Hall okay. of Fame okay. player? Okay. You know what? Okay, I'm going to say this. Okay, I'm going to say this. He is a Hall of Fame player. Oh. He just ain't no first ballot. He, okay, oh, okay, he's just not a first ballot. He's not. He's not a first ballot. That's 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 my deal. He's not a first ballot. Okay, that's that's why I'm on. I'm on this. Oh, he's a he's a shoe in first ballot type guy. No, I don't think that. Will he make the hole? You're absolutely right. Many year played plenty of years. Yeah, he'll get he'll get in the hole. But he ain't no first ballot Hall of Famer under no <clears> no. no. No, that don't no. matter to me, honestly, it, brother. It, I, that, I, that 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 don't matter. That, that don't matter to me. If he Hall of Fame player, you say because the energy was different when you came on here. It was he Hall of Good. He ain't Hall of Fame. To, to, hey, I mean, he ain't first ballot. 
Any first, that's my thing. Everybody's like, oh, he's a guaranteed shooter in first ballot. No, the hell he ain't. Michael Irvin Still wasn't first ballot. Chris Carter wasn't first ballot. But, 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 Mike, but, first Mike, ballot. but Mike was. But Mike was wearing fur coats and in hotel rooms and with and with that stuff on the table. So you know we couldn't put Mike in. They ain't gonna put them in for first ballot. They go. But Mike was hey. a first ballot talent. His off the field stuff kept him from being first ballot. Let's just keep it one hundred. Let's keep it one hundred. Yeah, I don't. I don't really. Mike, Mike stuff off the. I'm not one of those that get that get caught up in the first ballot thing. I was surprised that Demarcus Ware didn't get in in, in on first ballot, um, and somebody like Jason Taylor did. But um, you know. I'm not really tripping about it because I know DeMarcus Ware will get in. Listen, man, DeMarcus Ware should get in. Darren Woodson should damn be now, in. Now, that's a damn crime. Now, that, that, see, for me, that's that's what I'm saying. For, you know, uh, there should be, there, you know, hey, man, I know I know we may sound like hope. God dang it, Nate should be, Nate should at least be in the conversation yeah, they for Hall of Famer. Yeah, they I, I got a feeling they're going to do Nate like they do those seniors that, that you know, when Nate's like 76 and they're going to be like, oh, we got but this. this tra- but that's it trash. It is trash. Scott, that's trash. For, 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 uh, for Bob Hayes to be 70-some-odd years old and not have, and they gotten it like when he was older, it's trash because you don't even have zone defenses right. without, yeah, without Bob Hayes. Bob Hayes is the epitome of it. So that's my whole point, man. Okay. But no, hey, man, I don't, I don't want folks to cuss me out. I'm just saying I just don't believe it. He's a Hall of Famer. Let me let me change my saying. He's a Hall of Famer. He just ain't first ballot. All right. All right. We, all right. That's, that's, I just, I, I, that's why I said let me ask you straight up because it was the yeah, emotions yeah, yeah. was running I know, high. I, 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 didn't want, I didn't want you to put the music on and give me a chance to you, give me time and I just <laughs> blow it. <laughs> Boy, it was coming. Hey. Hey, hey, man, hey, man, I'm about to be let go. You know, I'm about to, you know, I would let go. Well, let go. And, and now I'm not, I'm not going to put myself in that position. I'm like, wait a minute, Chris, listen to what he's asking you. Because yeah. if you say he ain't, oh, man, get your ass out. Yeah, but, yeah, but now he, he, he'll he get there. He just won't go first battle. Okay. I got you, brother. I got you. All right, man. Hey, man, shoot. Hey, man, hey, check your Twitter, man. I sent you something, man. Shoot me that so I can send that to you, bro. All right, I'm going to get on I'm gonna get on Twitter after I get on here. Matter of fact, I'm going to check it right now. That way I can remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it, man. I sent you something. I, I'm trying to see that. Uh, see that real, man. All right, fam. All right, buddy. We'll talk later, man. Oh, we will. Hey, happy Memorial Day to everybody, Cowboy Nation. Y'all be good, man. I know they' about to cuss me out. Oh, they, they, they got, they got you in the chat until you walked it back. But you're good now. It's all good. It's all, yeah, yeah, yeah. We good. We good. We good. Whew. I, the, the whole show was fitting to get canceled. Like I was about to change the title. I was everything was about to go down. Oh man, it wasn't gonna go left like that. Oh, I'm it was. Saying, man. I, yeah, it was. I, it was, I really, Chris. Oh, yeah. But all right, bro. I, I, you, do your thing, bro. I, I, I listen, man. Listen, that's my guy. I love, I love Chris. I do. But I was about to scratch this whole damn thing. I was already searching. All right, let me look up Jason Witten. Let me, we, we we about to go through everything because you can't tell me Jason Witten was not a Hall of Famer, but. He, he figured it out, and he realized, you know what, maybe that, I said the wrong thing there. He just ain't first ballot Hall of Fame. But but I decided to drop a poll. Where is it at? Where is this poll at? Just in case. Is Jason Witten a Hall of Fame tight end? Only 61 of y'all have voted, but 88% of you guys say yes and hell yes. 11% say no. I am very curious on why Jason Witten is not. If Jason freaking Witten is not a Hall of Fame player. We just need to get rid of the Hall of Fame. 
Like, no, nobody's a Hall of Fame player unless you're Tom Brady. There's somebody with seven championships and holds all the record books. That's it. So those 11%, please call into the show. 351-999-3787. I will totally change this entire show. But for the sake of those who tuned in, <laughs> CFO says I damn near, or Tuck says I damn near dropped my controller. For those that tuned in for our actual content, which is, man, my, my mind is already gone. See, see, set it off. Chris got me. I had to hit him with the Christopher. <laughs> That's my guy. For those that have tuned in for the actual content, I'll get to the second guy that uh, I believe has exceeded expectations based off last year and have at least set new expectations going into 2021. And that's DeMarcus, DeMarcus, Dorrance Armstrong. We talked about Dorrance Armstrong a few times this year, this offseason. Former fourth round pick. Again, you get picked in that fourth round and you're kind of in that no man's land of, I, I expect something from you, but if not, you still were a day three pick. Whereas for me personally, I know how y'all view it. If you're picked in the first three rounds, I need more than just something from you. And D.A. was kind of teetering on that. Oh, well, it just might be one of those fourth-round picks that stuck around, played a little bit, and uh, see ya. But I think he stepped up. I, I think he stepped up in 2021. And, and not even just from a statistical standpoint, because we, we talked about this before. But, yeah, 23 tackles, five sacks. Not all the sacks were, were created from him. One of them was. I kind of misspoke last week. One sack was a, a really damn good sack by, by Dorrance Armstrong. The rest were mostly guys kind of hustle sacks and pushing them into him or what have you. 19 stops, though, 35 pressures, 12 quarterback hits, blocked a punt, had a fumble recovery for a touchdown. D.A. performed last year. He, he in my opinion, set new expectations for himself. And I think you saw it. More than just, like I said, on the stat sheet. I think you saw him become a more technical player. I think you saw him become a more sound player. Uh, I think you saw his hands get better. I, I just think you saw a player improve. Now, it happened to be his fourth year, but he's still a young player. So, you ask me, well, Sky, what's his new expectations? Where where has his goalposts moved to now since he's kind of broke through that fourth round type of tender? For me... It's not even about being this dynamic starter, honestly. For me, it's becoming an impact six man. Hey, this ain't basketball, Scott. What the hell are you talking about? A six man in, in basketball is very important. Hell, they give out a six man of the year award. And on a team that has a rotation, right? A team that features six different damn pass rushers. It's very important to have at least a third guy that when you're D-Law and you're, uh, 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 at the time, Randy Gregory, but now we're going to say Micah Parsons, when those guys are, are not rushing or they're giving a blow or Micah's playing backer, we need a guy that can still make the defense pay. So that's where I'm looking at Dorrance Armstrong this year to kind of be that sixth man. Now, he got the contract. It's not a, it's not a ridiculous contract, but it, it's it's a contract nevertheless. And I think it's two years, 13 million, six and a half million per. So obviously his expectations should, should rise from that. 
But, again, this is more so we're kind of just talking about the play. These guys have put themselves in this position because of how they played. And I expect him to be an impact six-man on this team. Does that make sense, Cowboys Nation, or are we still fussing about about uh, Jason Witten? And I'm going to get to you, James. James is on the, on the horn. Jose says, man, can't wait to see our defense this year. Uh, Terry says, Dorrance, I think I think he will fill that Gregory gap with more playing time. I, I well, I don't think he rushes like Gregory. I think Gregory's just different. I think the Gregory gap will be more of uh, Dante. I think Dante has more of Gregory in him, meaning speed, rusher, bend, gets to the edge quickly, has a little bit more in his toolbox, things like that. But here's what I think they'll do. I think you'll get a, a uh, Dorrance Armstrong. You'll get uh, Dante Fowler and Sam Williams to combine to give you all three of what Randy Gregory formed into. Randy Gregory formed into a dynamic speed rusher, but he also put on the weight and strength and got a little bit power in him as well. Um, and I think you'll get that with all three combined. Primetime says Basham was that guy that was always almost there at the end of the year. He actually made a couple plays. Yeah, one of his sacks came in that uh, uh, Philly game, and I kind of just like to throw that tape away. But Basham, I, Basham, I thought was going to be your sixth man last year. Didn't have a terrible year, but I think Basham is just a, a part of the bench if we're using basketball terms. I, I don't think we truly had that six man at defense end. you could say it was Dorrance from a production standpoint but I'm talking about impact Manu Ginobili Jamal Crawford type of six man I'm looking for him to be that and y'all like this dude crazy he just keep meshing basketball and football but I'm just trying to give y'all a, a metaphor uh let's see uh Sky I honestly don't know what to make of DA very torn on him I think if you kind of just 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 sit in the fact that he's a reserve rusher, I think you feel you'll feel good about Dorrance Armstrong. I'm not putting the expectations on him to be a dynamic starter. I, I still don't see that. I hope so, but I don't see him being a dynamic starter. I just kind of see him as a rotational player. And, and, and I said this with Vach. There is nothing wrong with that. Like you need rotational guys to come in and perform. Cash says Armstrong is probably going to see the field more. So let's see how he adjusts when offenses adjust to him. This, this is true. This is true, Cash. This is true. Armstrong is our fifth best pass rusher as it stands right now. All right, let's see. Kingpin. Don't uh Demarcus. I'm gonna imagine you're using Micah. I still have Dante Fowler as a better pass <clears throat> pass rusher. Are you putting Basham? I think you're that, that sounds like you're probably putting Basham over him. And then Dorrance. Hmm, let me put it that way, yeah. Basham, Basham got moves a little bit too, but um, he's a little bit more versatile. I think he stand up and put his hands down a little bit differently. They're comparable. They're comparable. Unless you mean ghosting. And somebody earlier in the chat said, "Why is nobody talking about ghosting, brother? Go, go, go! Look on the channel, A to Z Sports Dallas. You on the channel right now? If you're still here." We dropped. We had a fantastic show yesterday with uh, Kyle Yeomans, and then I dropped a video about him talking about Mar uh, Marquise Ghost, talking about Chauncey Ghoston who balked up. Go take take a look, take a listen. All right, we got James 
the truck driver on the horn. What's up, James? Hey, what's going on, Sky? How you doing, bro? I'm good. Having fun with y'all today on this uh, fantastic holiday weekend. That's good, man. I um, I kind of came in on the uh, Witten? on the tight end talk. <laughs> um, yeah, I came in on that talk. Um, I think you're a Hall of Famer, but you know, dude did make a good point that he was never uh, one of the. He wasn't the top tight end, but he did his thing, though. You can't take that away if, from him. All right, so if he um, never was the top guy, which is fair, he was always in the top three conversation, though, right? I, I, I can say that. Yeah, I can say that. Yeah. I mean, the guy the guy played, man. I mean, you know, he was a good – he was a he was a real good blocker for a tight end, you know, and, and how we used him, you know, he did exactly I wish I, what we, I wish uh, I could play highlights of Jason Witten, bro. I really do, so y'all can see. Y'all be and, like, you know what, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and more. He, I, I, and more. I mean, at one point, you know, he um, you know, he, he could give you a little bit of yak, you know, until he got a little older, you know, and, you know, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. He gone, yeah. now he retired. But, um, right. but um, as far as shoots, um, what I would like to see is, I would like to see us, and and this has something to do with Schultz, I would like to see us get Tony Pollard involved more in the offense and take some of those catches away from Schultz and get Tony Pollard in space. Man, Tony Pollard is deadly in space. This guy has been here, this will be his fourth year. This guy has been here, and we have not used this guy the way that we should have. No, not at all. It's criminal. It is. It is. And, and, and he's getting ready to get up out of here unless they sign him. And the thing about it, you know, we've had playmakers, and I'm not saying that they're the playmakers of um, Tony Pollard, but we've had playmakers like Tavon Austin, somebody that you could get in space. And, and, and I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that Tavon is Tony Pollard. I'm not saying that. But we have had playmakers that if you put them in space, they could be deadly. Remember that punt? Remember that uh, it was a game. I can't remember who it was, where they told uh, Tavon to fair catch the ball, and then uh, had it was, a, it was against Minnesota. Man, you remember that? You yeah. remember that? And we and we lost the game because man, that dude that dude would have hit his head on the on, on the goalpost, man. Yeah, he was pissed. It was wide open. I think that that game it ultimately got that boy. coordinator fired at the end of the year. But but I know exactly yeah. what game you're talking about. In fact, I think we had Philip yeah. Tanner on the yeah. show, and he talked about that play. And it, it was it was a coach's call. They told him to fair catch it, no matter what happened. Yeah, man, I just don't unmatch. You know what? If I was Tavon, y'all would have had to cut me that day because I would have looked at that field and I would have looked at that ball. He was I'd pissed. Like yo, I can do something with this. He went to the sideline, and uh, he was he was he was livid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but um, Tony Pollard, getting back to Tony Pollard, yeah. man, we have wasted this guy, man. We have wasted this guy. We have wasted this guy. And there, and there, he's at year four, and I mean, what 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 are we gonna do? We gonna depend on Kellen Moore to give him the ball, and he hasn't gotten him the ball in the first three years. <sighs> man, I mean, I, how can I argue with you? How how can I sit here and pretend to have confidence that it's going to change? All I can do is keep talking about it and hope that it does, but. It is. It is. It is clearly obvious. You have a an, an an enormous playmaker on your team that you don't feature. And I say feature. Forget being. Oh, you know, this is just we're gonna give him a blow. We're gonna give uh, Zeke a spell. Forget all that. 
their their touches yeah. should be about yeah. equal. He needs to be featured in this yeah. offense, and it's and it's criminal that he's not. And they they want to try to use him as a traditional running back. Woo. There's nothing traditional about this dude, man. This dude is so dynamic. Well, James, you can use him in so many different areas. I would not, but I wouldn't shy away from using him as a traditional running back either. But but you're right that that he. I, I think I tweeted this or or posted this on Instagram. There are endless amount of ways to get Tony Pollard the ball. Think Alvin Kamara. Right. Kamara plays as a traditional right. running back, but he also splits out wide. He also hits the slot. He also does uh, option routes out the backfield, wheel routes. He he takes advantage of of uh, having uh, Ingram on the field at the same time. Kamara is a everything back. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And I think Pollard could be every bit of that. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not saying that you can't line this guy up in the backfield. Sure, you put him in the backfield. But you got so many other options that you can do with him, man. Yeah. And his, his, I mean, he's just being wasted, you know. That's how I would like to, um, and, and see the thing about it. I'm gonna say this. I ain't gonna hold you. I'm gonna gotcha. say this. And close. Let me let me stop. I, I was back. I was back in this truck. Let me stop. Um. Oh, oh, oh wait, yeah, yeah. You need to pause. Time. Pull over. We don't need you getting yeah, yeah, in no yeah, accidents, yeah, I'm, James. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, no, I'm back at the yard. This um, um, Schultz, and I'm gonna say this in close. They have paid this guy ten point nine million. He's not going to sign. He's not going to sign a contract because they're not going to give him what he's going to get this year. They have paid this guy ten point nine million, and because they have paid him this money, he is going to be featured. Not, not, not. You know, not the first um, receiver, not the second, maybe the third. But they're going to try to make themselves look right, and they're going to, they're going to, they're going to make sure that he has the opportunities to maximize what they think he is worth, mm. which I don't think he is worth. I don't uh, think he's worth it. James, I don't want I mean, that's just me. I don't want that. Now, now I don't know if you heard earlier in the show when I was talking about Schultz, and, and my expectations for him is to be a, be a feature guy, perform like a feature guy. But what I don't want to happen, James, right. is that they force it that way. I need it to be because, well, damn, we can't ignore Dalton Schultz. He's become a weapon and not a product of the system. If they're forcing it right. to, to Dalton Schultz just to, to, you know, make themselves feel right about a damn franchise tag, we got issues. Yeah. Well, this this is the difference, and I'll say this in closing. They got pissed in, off in closing, at Amar closing. because he – because in, in closing, in closing. They got pissed off at Amar because he, um, he came up positive on COVID, and he missed those two games. And if you remember, the narrative, the narrative changed for Amar – Right after that, they started talking shit about. Him. Right after that, he wasn't getting his, he wasn't getting um his uh, his opportunities. Mm. The shit just dwindled. Okay, so and, and when you look at this thing in reverse, because they have franchise shorts, they are going to make sure that they they're going to give him every opportunity to make themselves look right, and he's going to get the opportunity opportunity to do at least what he did last year. At least. And he better get at least that. The very least, man. But, hey, James, appreciate the call. I, you you finished backing up your truck, man. We don't want <laughs> you getting. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in the hole now. 26, bro, 26. What's 26? What's 26? Oh, you talk to your man. Oh, no, no, look, no. Look, go, go on with it. Listen, James, appreciate you calling yeah. in, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Enjoy yeah. your weekend, okay. man. Drive safe out there and uh, great call.
Okay, man. I appreciate you, Scott. Appreciate Have a good you. weekend, bro. You too. All right. Yeah, good call from James, man. Make good points there. And uh, that is something to keep an eye on. Are we going to force feed Dalton Schultz? Which would be a mistake. This isn't this isn't Amari Cooper, CD Lamb, Tony. These aren't guys I think you do need to force feed because they're dynamic. Uh, I don't I don't view Schultz as a dynamic. Now, if he slimmed up, got stronger, became more dynamic, then yeah, yeah, give him the rock. But I, I give him rock as in, in a way to force him. But I I want him to become a guy that you can depend on to be a fit. That's where I'm at with it. You move the goalpost for me now, Dalton Schultz. You're no longer a guy, oh yeah, cool. He's a product of the system. Let's just dump it off to Dalton Schultz. No. We're going to expect you to, to improve. So, uh, he said he's in the weight room. He said he's getting bigger. Let's see what happens, man. Good stuff today, man. Good stuff. Uh, real quick before we get to our final one. When I say final, I mean the last player that I think has kind of pushed that goalpost back. It, the, the rest of these are about to be real controversial, so I'm really interested to see uh, what y'all got to say about these ones. Well, let's talk about this week's ride of the week, which is the 2022 Mazda CX-5 Select coming in at under $30,000. Uh, All-wheel drive, adaptive cruise control, Wi-Fi, hotspot. They have that lane keeping assistance. Of course, the Apple CarPlay if you got a, a Apple which iPhone, which if you don't, you know. Or if you got an Android, they got Android Auto and ton of the modern features for the modern day driver. If you want to find out more about this week's ride of the week, you can easily head on over to freemanmazda.net. Or if you're in the Texas area, if you're in the DFW area, visit Freeman Mazda in Irving, Texas, and let them know that A to Z Sports sent you, and uh, maybe they'll hook you up. You're listening to A to Z Sports. Do it live! At some point, hoping to broadcast in front of the millions of Cowboys fans to bring you the real. But for now, strap up and... Here's your host, Skywalker Steele. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. We'll do it live. Yeah, super chat. Jake the Great, appreciate you for the $5 donation. He says, Tony Pollard will be gone next year. Catboy will strike again. Um, I think he'll be gone next year because he plays running back. All right? Like... Oh, and I love Tony Pollard, man. But if TP comes out, and I think that he he should be in play for 800, 800 years, 800 rushing yards, 800 passing, uh, receiving yards. If that's the case, he could get a decent running back back. I don't think he'll be here in Dallas, though. We've, we've brought this up plenty of times. There's a very high chance Zeke and TP will not be on this team next year and that, but that's a conversation that we can obviously have next year but i'm just i'm just saying get ready prepare y'all king element in the building king element says tp is a mazda cx5 but he's he's being used like he's a crown vic and he better than the mazda cx5 bro he better than that jose says mike mccarthy will make sure tp is used this year are we sure jose Are we sure? Mm. We'll see. A crown Vix is <laughs> y'all. Y'all listen. If y'all knew here, King Element got the craziest zingers. The craziest zingers. 
whether it be here or whether it be on uh, uh, Vice Lombardi Live over on the volume. By the way, please visit a to z sportsdallas.com for all the amazing articles from our, our writers over there. And if you haven't, man, hit that subscribe button if you're enjoying the show. We've got a lot of new subscribers uh, on the channel. And I always say approach every stream like new people are watching. And I feel like new people are watching. If you're here and it's only your first few times, I appreciate you being here. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe. And uh, you can hit the, the bell notification because we drop tons of videos, live streams, and uh, clips. So do that as well. Do all these things that you need to do. All right? You'll have some fun on this channel. Hopefully you, you get something that you can take away from this in your daily arguments about the Cowboys. And hopefully, you know, you give me something I can learn about too. Appreciate y'all. All right, one more person that I think has not only met their ceiling, but I think kind of blew through it, broke the water, break the wall down. Seriously, this one here, don't throw tomatoes at me, y'all. <laughs> one, Anthony Brown. I don't even think this is that much of a hot take, but he's a hot takey player for whatever reason. AB is seven years. He's going on seven years, which is crazy, man. We we getting up there, ain't we? Seven years in the league as a six-round pick is a dub. That's a win. That's a win. And there's been seasons where we've been ready to throw Anthony Brown off the cliff for good reasons. He's, he was getting smoked a lot. But I think last year under, we talked about we talked about Witt, right? Joe Witt Jr. and the, the impact he has everywhere he goes. And I think you saw that impact uh, last year with, with not only A.B., but other guys in the secondary. But he had a career year last year. 71 tackles, 17 pass breakups. He had three picks, a tutty. I didn't even put that on there. Uh, and then when he was targeted, it was a 78 passer rating. Now, he'll get dinged because of the Las Vegas Raiders game. And he'll get dinged because... Antonio Brown cooked his ass last year, but we kind of go look at that. There was some context to it. Whatever. Let me just tell y'all this about the, the Raiders game, which is a bunch of bullshit if you ask me. Anthony Brown was flagged five times last year. Four of them was in that Raiders game. So of the 16 other games that he played, he only surrendered one flag. He wasn't getting cooked like y'all want to say he was getting cooked. I'm not saying he was locked down or anything like that. But he kind of was what you you, you need opposite of, of Diggs. You need a guy that can kind of hold his own while Diggs is the, the aggressive, go get the rock, make the plays for you cornerback. So he got paid. He got the extension or the three-year deal, and then he came out and he performed pretty decently in his second year. So I think, for me, I think the expectations kind of were reset for him going into this year. Well, how the hell can it be reset, Sky? It's not like he's just this dominant player. No, he's not. My new expectations, I think, would be to honestly show consistency in being that reliable veteran cornerback opposite of Diggs. And maybe this is more to do with Kelvin Joseph. I'm, I I can't call Kelvin Joseph reliable, y'all. 
Like, as much as I want Kelvin Joseph to, to be that guy, I think it's very, very real that he doesn't even play for you. And then we know that the, the questionable decision-making from, from Kelvin Joseph is out there as well. Um, he's just kind of got to prove it to me a bit. That's all. Whereas, I, I think AB should have gave you all some confidence. Now, there's people who just flat out don't like Anthony Brown. <laughs> just flat out. They don't like him. And no, there's nothing I'm going to say to change your mind. And I'm not really here to change your mind. I'm kind of here just to put a spotlight on Anthony Brown because I thought he deserved to have a spotlight on him. I think he he's done enough last year to reset our expectations for him. You know what I mean? Reset our expectations. So, what y'all got to say about AB? And don't throw tomatoes at me. AB was better than Bradbury. Uh, Tuck said he was solid after the Tampa game. That's how I feel. I, I never was. For the first time in a long time, I wasn't really trying to throw AB under the, the bus. Dallas Sports 97 or 1977. AB needs to be traded to some other downtrodden franchise <laughs> he gets beat against good teams and qbs raiders rams tampa we didn't play the rams last year uh the raiders i disagree man ab i thought had uh, some good coverage in that game i thought it was bull crap a couple of those calls but it is what it is peace out toxic sam said he ruined he ruined thanksgiving but he played well otherwise uh how you doing sadika Dro says he broke my heart too many times. I expect him to be CB3 at best. I think CB3, CB3, cornerback three, is is still a starter in this league. And honestly, I mean, let me say this to y'all to y'all face. I, I view the slot position maybe tougher than this the CB2 position. It's hard to play in that slot. And, and I actually like AB in the slot, to be honest with you. AB is solid, says Alpha Mason. See, Richard, A.B., sorry, bro. See, that's the funny thing about our nation, man. We got, hey, man, he's solid. Man, this dude, sorry. There's a crazy spectrum here. I hope Kelvin Joseph gets his shit together. I do, too. You know, he's a second-round pick. Regardless of how I feel about uh, A.B., I still think that Kelvin Joseph is more talented and has a higher ceiling, but... AB broke his ceiling, in my opinion. He's a six-round pick. He was reliable last year. I think he broke that ceiling. So before I get back to the to the phone lines, this is where I knew AB was going to start the controversial part of this show. Now I think it's going to get a little bit more controversial. And um, I've got three guys that I think are we're still waiting to kind of break that ceiling. And some of these players, like I said, some of these players, y'all might be like, wait, what are you talking about, man? They had a breakout year, or they did this, or they did that. I just I just view it a little bit differently. So let's go ahead and let's get right to it, man. These are some Cowboys that I think are still waiting to break their ceiling. Conor McGregory, a.k.a. Conor McGovern. Former third-round pick, who was technically... Graded as a second round pick, but they decided to go with Tristan Hill because of need, and Connor McGregor McGovern was available. 
in round three. A guy who shows some ability at right guard, but was benched at left guard. I expected my expectations for Connor McGovern when he was drafted was that he would develop into the left guard replacement for Connor Williams and push him off this roster or down the depth chart and it never happened. So I personally am still waiting for him to break that ceiling and it may not happen here in Dallas, y'all. It may not happen because Tyler Smith is here. This one, this one hurts me. Donovan Wilson. This hurts me because I was, I am, not even was, I am big time Donovan Wilson fan. I I will still stand on this. I think if Donovan Wilson had the opportunity to get all the snaps that, that J. Ron Curse got, I think he'd be phenomenal. Um, but he's hurt guy. He's hurt guy, and I don't know if he'll ever be able to to have the opportunity to take that position again. And this is not, and again, I said this is going to be controversial because Donovan Wilson's a six round pick, and in his this is his fourth year, and he had a I think a breakout year uh, in twenty twenty. I think he did, but then last year happened. He gets dinged up. He's in. He's out. Not that noticeable. Uh, but but again, it sucks, man. I'm talking about Dino like this. He had some plays where he was noticeable. Um, I still think he has the ability. But I'm kind of waiting for Dino to, to, to break all the way through and be like, hey, man, this our guy. That's one, that one hurts. And it, that, this one's controversial. I could be wrong on this one. I mean, maybe he already broke his ceiling as a six-round pick. But uh, my expectations for him personally was I thought he was going to be our guy our, our starting safety for a long time King Element says I feel bad for Wilson we, we just can't justify him starting over our current safeties right Big Sar says Dono can't stay healthy and that's unfortunate yeah th- this one hurts am I the only one who has a Wilson jersey says Brando and then this one here I think maybe the most controversial because there was a time I haven't seen in a while but there was a time early on in my in YouTube career where Jordan Lewis was the best, the, the next best thing. Jay Lou was the Cowboys best cornerback and he's going to be this and that and pro bowl and, and all this good thing, all this good stuff. Jordan Lewis. You could make an argument. Well, he already broke his ceilings. Gotta go look at his, his career. He's, he's been a, a, a solid, a decent player. Sure. But maybe this goes back to what were or what are your expectations for said player? He started off hot. J. Lou was a third-round pick, but J. Lou, a lot of people viewed him as a, a, a second-round type of guy. And the only reason why he, only, he went in the third round was because he had a situation hanging over his head uh, at Michigan in regards to the baby mama or girlfriend drama. My apologies, J. Lou, if it wasn't baby mama, but the girlfriend situation. And I do think J. Lou has that talent. And I do think J. Lou is, is, a, is an important part of this rotation at corner because you need reliable corners. But I think the ceiling I was waiting for J. Lou to break was, yo, J. Lou's that dude. He's our guy. He's our CB2 or he's our dominant slot or he's a, you know what I mean? And I just just never quite, you know how my guy says, that, that curl just never quite curled. 
it just never quite curled for J. Lou. And I'm, I'm, I'm just still waiting for it a little bit. So, you know, those last two kind of sting a little bit. But my expectations for J. Lou were higher. They were higher, Cowboys Nation. Look, look, so, Sully, look, that's crazy, Sully. I did not see that one. He said, you waiting for Donald's curl to finish curling. It's actually J. Lou whose curl I'm waiting to finish curling, to be honest. Dono is selfish. Dono might be because I love safety play. His 2020 year, man, I was like, yo, this is our guy. But J. Lou, this is going into year six. And that that curl, Sully, it ain't quite, it ain't quite curl like I wanted to. It ain't quite curl. Uh, Professor O says something about J. Lou. I wanted to find that. Here you go. J. Lou has one, two good games a year. He's not consistently good or bad. That's that's fair. His reputation among fans doesn't match the film. Hence, Professor O, why I said, or Matt Owen. You got Professor O account, got a Matt Owen account. Make sure that you're the same one. Hence, why I said Cowboys Nation at one point was like, yo, this is our, this is the next best thing since sliced bread. Richard said, all of them after three years are what they are. Waiting on breakout is just wasting time after, after more than three years. It's, that is fair, Richard. That is fair. Which is why I have those guys grouped together. I think those three guys are the guys that haven't really broken through that ceiling. You could argue only one of them have reached it, and that would be Dono. I would say Donovan Wilson did reach his ceiling in 2020. He just didn't get, quite get back to that level of play. Whereas J. Lou, I thought, man, J. Lou, and I still think J. Lou has more, but I'm going into year six. I think it was Jeff Kavanaugh. I had Jeff on the show a couple years ago. And we got into a J. Lou AB, not really a debate. It was just a topic. And I, I brought up J. Lou's name. He said, it's, he said, the P word is messing with you. And I said, well, potential. He said, yep. I said, it is. He's like, but Sky, we're, we're in year four or whatever it was. How long are we going to continue to say potential? Now, you're right, Jeff. You're right. But I'm just holding on to that. I'm hope. I'm hoping that J. Lou can kind of break through. Brando said we being harsh on Dono. Ain't even honestly, Donovan. If I'm being real, if you think about it, putting Donovan Wilson on this list is a is a good thing to him, for him, to me, on an opinion base, because my expectations for Dono are high. So look at it that way. Uh, Legends, I still believe in J. Lou. Okay, so Professor O is Matt on his laptop. Professor O's on the cell phone. Gotcha, brother. You never know, man. YouTube is a strange world. People take your picture and they do this and they pretend you're you. It's it's wild in here. It's wild in here. All right, we got 201 on the horn as we get ready to close out the show. What's up? Oh, we got another one, too. 201, what's up? What's up? What's up, Scott? Can you hear me? I got you loud and clear, good brother. All right. This 201, a.k.a. Park Street Life, I was Park dominant Street. a couple of times. Yeah, you was in the uh, chat. Yeah. Let me go ahead and change the name if you let me. See, they don't let me change the names no more. I got to go look into that. But what's up, Park Street? Man, first of all, I just keep it nice and sweet to the point. Um, Witten is a Hall of Famer. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Period. But... He also played in a system that's tight end friendly. 
I believe. And I just wanted to make this point. It's something about the Cowboys system. We can't get our major playmakers off when we need to. Going back to T.O., he would disappear for quarters. Uh, same thing with Dez. We just can't. Uh, Bennett, uh, the tight end Bennett, Hannah, major weapons. They could have been major, I believe. Dunbar. You yeah, know, you I know, just wanted to make that point. You got me thinking, and 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 if that is the case, and how you feel, I wonder if that is because we're now in consecutive. Well, not really consecutive, but kind of in in consecutive uh, regimes of offensive coordinators who had no experience being offensive coordinators until they got to Dallas, right? Jason right. Jason Garrett and they, and they, yeah, Garrett. Yeah, Jason Garrett, and then Scott Linehan had experience, so that's why I say kind of, and then and then uh, Kellen right. Moore, but. It's weird because Jason Garrett system, started off hot, bro. He started off hot. He was he was fantastic, right. and then just kind of dwindled well, and got his, his his play calling duties taken away. Well, the thing is, you can get hot until people figure figure you out, and you can't adjust. Yep, that's his problem. Well, that's 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 Kellen's that's problem too. Every, that's why that's that's why every other year he was hot because he would switch it up a little bit. And then it take a minute for the league to figure it out, and then they would clamp down on us. Yeah, I did a an article on that in a SoundCloud podcast. That's how long I've been talking about the Cowboys. Nobody was listening to me, but I have a SoundCloud bite where I talked about how the Cowboys really stumble into successful uh, offensive seasons. I think by accident, um, and and not by by the the scheme or the system, uh, but by the fact that. Uh, Tony gets hurt, right? And Dak comes in. Mm -hmm. They don't know how we're going to use Dak, and Zeke is here. So you you play towards Dak's strengths, and then the next couple years they adapt, and we don't. Same thing with in 2014. Tony can't carry the team on his back, literally. So they say, damn it, we got no choice. We got to run this ball more. And they stumble into, oh, I guess DeMarco Murray is a pretty damn good running back, and our offense line is pretty damn stout. Um, and Scott that, Linehan came and it worked. And then the next year or two years later, you had the, the Zeke Elliott, I'm sorry, Zeke Elliott, Dak Prescott thing. And then 2000, what was it? 18, they stumbled into Amari Cooper. I never thought that they ever had a system that was a successful, consistent system. It was always either A, the players, or they just stumbled into some shit. Right. That's another thing. A great point. It's always the players. The system never allowed. Just take Green Bay for example. They got a. They had a number one receiver. Everybody know they going to Adams, but can't stop it. Right. Why? Why is our system letting the defense dictate what we do? Mm. That's always. That's going. That's going. That's going to be our problem because. You know what? In the 90s when we were getting chips, everybody knew what we was going to do, but they could not stop it. Once once you allow a defense to dictate what you're doing, you already lost. Mm. 
I do not disagree. I don't like the, I don't like that. It, it may work against bad teams, mediocre teams, right? Right. But I've right. been saying it since the middle of last year. Hey, dog, listen, if you want to come out here and say we're going to spread it around, that's all fine and dandy against Washington. But when it's time to that's play right. these big dogs, you got to get your big dogs to rock. That's just facts. And, and that's why I kind of disagree with the Schultz being featured aspect of it because when crunch time, like you said, it's going to work with them mediocre teams, but when crunch time comes, they're going to take CD away. They're going to take Gallup away. Major, major threats. And they're going to say, let him give his ball to Schultz. Problem is, Park, in a way, in a way, Schultz is our big dog now. Think about That's it. That's a problem. You know, think about it. Last year, Schultz could be viewed as your fifth dog in the pack, right? You got – or six, right. whatever. You got Zeke. You got TP. You got Cooper. You got Gallup. And you got uh, – who am I missing? Uh, Lamb. And then you had right. Schultz. Now – He should be a security – he should be a security blanket. Right. But now he, he there should, is no Cooper. There, there is no Gallup at least for the right. first three or four games. So he's, in regards to the passing game, he's, what, two or three. So he's a part of that dog. He's, you know, ascended like, to being part I of that like dog, Schultz. unfortunately. I like Schultz, but we got to find a way to dictate what we're going to do and do it no matter That's what. Right. That's what the great teams do. You're absolutely right, bro. I mean, look, I, I I hate to do this because it's recency bias, but this ain't new. San Francisco, they don't give a damn who lines up because they have a exactly. scheme that works. The Rams literally went to the Super Bowl twice with two different quarterbacks and two different as rosters because they have a scheme that works. We could talk about everybody knew Bill Belichick was getting but, that ball. Yeah, everybody knew right, right, right. But everybody also knew they were going to run a certain way. Right, but you know. I also wanted to. I agree with you with AB. AB stepped it up a lot, even though he had hiccups here and there. But his game totally. And I think to make a point, our defense defensive system was on a flux, changing. They was using bad techniques. So, not to give them a pass, a complete pass, but. A lot of them get a pass for that. The the defensive techniques was trash. And income Dan Quinn. Oh. I think everybody everybody gonna step their game up for having year two with Dan Quinn. So I'm looking for A B to step up. Wilson, he got the goods, but his unfortunate timing with his injuries, couple that with the emergence of curse. <laughs> That's what that's what really messed him up. Curse is a baller, man, a, and, and it's a, unfortunate. A blessing in disguise when he went down. Timing. Unfortunate timing. J. Lou, I think, you know, him coming off the field, on the field, like that's that's it's hard to get a rhythm. It's hard to get a rhythm like brother, that. Brother Park, Brother Park, he been in the league for six years. <laughs> I'm a Michigan. I'm a Michigan fan, so you know I'm a little. Biased I know. I'm just saying. Bad. You know what I mean? To six years, That's brother, you gotta bad. show me something. Yeah, I'm not saying he hasn't shown me anything. I don't, I don't want to get. I, listen, man, you clip this up, put it out there. Nah, he's a playmaker. Yeah, he's I don't want to say he didn't show me anything, but but I at this point, it, 
it seems like he is what he is. Right. Well, in closing, I'm just going to say I think everybody's going to be a little bit better with Dan Quinn. Everybody. The conference has been locked. Is that, that really going to step up? I think they 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 be really gonna step up, man. I really I really think AB gonna step up because, like you said, man, fat man. We I don't know. He he until he is a hundred percent locked in. We we can't really depend on that. So I think AB gonna step up, and um, we got a lot of young players. I, I'm I'm looking for um a a a couple of our undrafted free agents to really really. Push what? these guys, man, because we got some talent. Boy, let me tell you something right now. If undrafted free agents Story. is pushing your starters, we in trouble. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I get what you're saying. In trouble. But the one, the, the ones we got, I, I feel like they're they going to shine. Maybe not this year, but going into year two, especially under Dan Quinn, they got, they got some ballers, man. They got some ballers. All right. But – Thanks, man. Oh, one more thing, man. You need a. I'm, I feel like you're doing a tremendous job, and I really need to see you with a press pass. We need you in there getting hey. that full access, man. Bro, you, just, you're too talented, bro. You're too that's, talented. That's that's man. Those heavy words. I appreciate it. And trust and believe me, the A to Z Sports team is working on that. We we've got. If you go over to the Nashville. Uh, site they have that pass. They they're at the press conferences. They're talking to the coaches. They're at OTAs, mini camps. Right. They're they're there. So they're going to use bro. their connection, and we're going to see if we can try to do that. And if we do, the access that you guys will be able to have from us is just going to be so different. I know there's other people that already do it, like the Mike Fishers of the world and things already. like that. But already. the way we going yeah, the way yeah, we going to yeah. do it here, bro, is 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 going to be awesome. Yeah, because it's from the mud, man. It's from the mud. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that part. It's from the mud. All right. All right, good talk, man. Good talk. Good stuff. Good stuff. He's Michigan, man. He mi- so so I can't be mad at him for th- for, for, for his take on J. Lou. <laughs> I like Michigan football, but, I, you know, I'm a Jersey guy. I'm a, I'm a Jersey City guy, man, but I like right. Michigan football. Shout out to Jersey, bro. Shout out to Jersey. Yeah, man. If 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 we get that, I've been putting the pressure on my guy too. I'll be hitting him up. Hey, Zach, man. What's it, what's it looking like for this pass, man? I might not have it for a long time, but what's it, what's it looking like? Because I'm ready. I, I'm definitely ready and excited to to give y'all more um, inside coverage of of this team. And I'm not far from the star. You know, last year some of y'all that have been here, a lot of y'all are new. When I first started. When I first moved down here, I'd go down to the star. I, I did like a report or two from the star, but um, things are different. Things are things are changing in a good way, so I might be able to do that more often. So, yeah, excited for that, man. All right, we got two more, and then we're going to wrap this thing up, making some good time here. We got 562 with then DJ on the horn. What's up, 562? What's up, Sky? How you doing, bro? I'm good, man. I'm excited for the weekend, Memorial Day. Might hit up a little cookout. We'll see. What's up with you? Oh, that sounds good, bro, man. Yeah, same here, man. Just excited for the weekend. 
Hey, man, I, I, I hope, man, all that stuff you were just talking about, I hope that all goes well with you, man. You um, too, bro. Yeah, this, yeah, thanks for all of, you know, the content you have been doing thus far, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, so, but, so, saying that, though, man, I kind of disagree with, with, with you and the other caller, man, a little bit. On what? Uh, in regards... In regards to uh, just, um, uh, you know, talking about, you know, the offense and, um, you know, it seems to me, man, that us Cowboy fans, we kind of spoiled, man. Like, In what way? Well, first, well, first, like, all right, so, dude, we had the number one offense the first, what, like six, six or seven games of the, of the season last I year, I mean, right? technically, we had the number one offense in general the whole entire year. Statistically, okay, that, that's that's exactly my point. We complaining about the what offense do we know that consistently year after year after year holds a, a, a top what's the name? Unless they have a, a superstar quarterback or something like that, maybe you can talk about the guy from the Rams. They've been pretty consistent in their offense. They've been pretty good ever since hmm. Sean McVay's been what's the name? And, sure. uh, but look, the Steelers a few years ago. They have to, like a really good offense and with Bell and all them. And then you know people leave, things happen, things change, and you know, um, yeah, man. I just uh, so I think coming more and more. So you're one of so this isn't new. I've 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 got a lot of people that always say, well, well Sky or Cowboy fans, relax, man. We had the number one offense. You're right. My rebuttal to that is, but was it the number one offense when it counted, when it mattered? against the better teams in the back half of the year when the pressure was on. What's your name, brother? Tony. 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 Tony, Tony Bryce. Tony. What? Tony Bryce. I sound, you sound like you in the mafia. You don't get Big Tony Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. Look, yeah. Big Big Tony, listen. Do we, was it the number one offense when it mattered against the Arizona Cardinals, when it mattered against the, 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 the Chiefs, when it mattered against the Niners? When it matters. Well, if you know football, if you know football, bro, you know context matters. Championship. And and we say confidence matters. Co- context, context. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, definitely context does matter. Um, my whole thing is like you said, bro, defense like, wins championships. Yeah. So 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 if you have a number one offense versus the number one defense, nine out of ten times the defense. The team's gonna win, um, but but Tony, uh, uh, in, in a very un, very unusual uh, context, is a, for example uh, the Rams when they had the, 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 uh, that 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 super offense they had, like it's very rarely that, that, that the offense you know would take out you know what I'm saying, but Tony, a, a good defense. I'm trying to I'm trying to bring some some context to the number one offense thing. But you can bring context to the games okay. in general. But the 49ers game, the defense only allowed 23 points. Your offense was number one in the league. They only scored 17. Okay. The Arizona Cardinals, your defense allowed 25 points. Uh, your offense only scored 22. You were the number one scoring offense at home, and you scored 22. Uh, the Denver Bronco game, you only scored 14. I'm sorry, 16 points. But really, it was like zero. You really scored like zero points in that game to the end, and it didn't matter. And it was a close game in that third quarter, and then the, the defense did. They, listen, the defense wasn't great in that game, but nonetheless, your offense stunk it up in that game as well. The Chiefs game, your right. defense was fantastic. 
for for a team on the road to only give up 19 points to the Kansas City Chiefs, and you only scored nine. And again, I get it. Context: you had your your, your guys went down, but these are mm-hmm. big moments. These are big games. If if I'm truly in a number one offense, I'm a number one offense against those type of teams in those type of moments. If we want to keep it a bean, the only reason why you were statistically the number one offense, and I'm going to rattle it off to you, 56 points scored against the COVID team against Washington, 51 points scored against the Philadelphia Eagles team in week 18, um, 43 points scored against the, the miserable Atlanta Falcons team, um, and, and here's where I will give you credit, not you, but the, the team credit. 31 against Tampa. I think it was uh, 36 against Carolina at the time. They, they whooped on Philly at the beginning of the season. Also, you put up 44 on a lowly New York Giants team as well. Uh, so, like, the NFC East games, bro, really pushed okay. those statistics to through the roof. That's why I say, okay, sure, that, we're number one, but what, where was that number one against the better teams when it mattered in, in the second I, half of the year? I think those, those teams you were talking about have pretty good defenses, man. And, but and, and my whole thing is not I'm not, a dis, I'm not, I'm not disagreeing with you as far as saying, like, yeah, where were they at in those, in those, those games, right? I'm not sure. disagreeing with you. What I'm trying to say, my whole point is, is, is saying, like, um, like, people talking about they want to get rid of Kellen Moore, like, oh, like, you know, like, dude, get a dude a chance, man. He's in the second second or third season as, as being a full-time um, offensive coordinator. He's still young. And if you look at where he came from, Boise State, he brought that offense, he pretty much brought that offensive system, which has been successful for, for, for numbers of years. And it's kind of because of that, you know, it's, it's not about really the but big, the but big players, tone. Really, but about the system. Big tone. The only thing about Kellen, and again, I'm I'm with all right, Kellen. Year four, let's see if you take that step because he still is in the grand scheme of things in coaching world. Four years is not a lot, but so he's still. But four years ain't a little either. <laughs> but he so he's still learning. But here's the thing about Kellen, bro. I'm like I'm starting to see a trend. 2019 start off hot, offense gets weird. 2020, and I get it. You know there was injuries and things like that, so the offense was weird in general. Yeah. 2021. Oh, 2021. Start off hot. Offense gets weird. Like so. Well, or like like you said, like so that got hurt. Kind of like so. It seems like after that got hurt, it, it, it seemed like the offense kind of kind of listening. So that's probably has have to do with you know. So you're uh, making my point. The then. You're making my point yeah. in the sense of Kellen Moore. If if Kellen Moore can't elevate. When certain players are in or out, which again I hate to I hate to sound unfair because we did win a game against the Vikings on the last without Dak Prescott, so had tipped him. But if Kellen Moore yeah. can't elevate from a schematic standpoint when so and so was in or out of the lineup, then how can I then congratulate Kellen Moore when all those guys are in the lineup and they put up all these points? What coach can? Huh? What coach can? The offensive coordinator that no matter who he got playing, they often still putting up great numbers. Kyle Shanahan. And I just named you the Rams, who had two different quarterbacks and a bunch of different players, and their systems work. I'm, uh, their systems and their schemes work because they so elevate their players. Excuse me? You just, you, just, you just said against our division, which, which is the teams that know us best, that we're putting up these kind of numbers, which is the teams that are drafting and studying what we do 
to try to win a division. The Bucks, we're playing these teams twice a year, these coordinators twice a year. They know us. They know what we're going to do. And so, then, like, for example, and then, and then even with Jason Garrett, people was like, all right, you know, we have to, we have to get running game, and then we, we become predictable. So now, so some of you people saying, oh, we're, we're too predictable. We were. And then you have people saying, well, if we're, if we're like, well, I like what he's doing because back in the 90s, we, everybody knew what we were doing, but they couldn't stop us because, you know, so it's like Kellen Moore is trying to do, he do different things, I think, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We have different packages. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this question because you're clearly, okay. you clearly believe that Kellen Moore is that dude. Let me ask you this question. What does Kellen Moore I, have to him? I'm going to give him a chance. It's year four. I think we, I think we, he's give he's been given a chance, right? Like it's, it's, and, and we're obviously giving so, him another chance. So you, you named two offensive coordinators in a, in, in a league of, of 32 teams, 30, whatever, 32 teams. I mean, if I did you some studies, I, I don't know every single last offensive coordinator's name. But if you want me to, trust and believe me, brother, I don't know how long you've been watching this show. I'll do a whole damn show on systems. I can go back and get that for you. I can go back and get that for you. Uh, Andy Reid is another yeah, system, you know, just, just thinking off the top of my head. Uh, yeah. You know, I what's his name? Josh McDaniels so, gets a rookie so, quarterback. Uh, who, who would you hire? As an offensive coordinator. Say again. Right. So you have a, you have a person you would hire as an offensive. I will. I wanted Mike McDaniel's. I wanted him so bad. I was willing to. I, I wanted Jerry to throw the entire bag at Mike McDaniel's and say, Mike, I will guarantee. I don't care if it's Jason Garrett. I will guarantee you the head coach job, but I want you here, because he he comes from a proven system. Um, uh, anybody like the, the Zach Taylors that that was under McVay, I know it's a joke, but it's real. McVay has a system that is successful with interchangeable parts. So somebody under McVay, um, somebody under Andy Reid, uh, 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 what's the coach that won the Super Bowl for the Eagles? He had a system that that under from Dan Andy Reid, he tweaked guys like that. There are coaching trees that work. Let me ask you something: What has ultimately worked under the coaching tree of Kellen Moore and Jason Garrett and Scott Linehan, bro? What's worked in the modern day NFL? What has worked in the modern day NFL? So that, the, from the Jason the Garrett, Scott Linehan, Kellen Moore coaching oh, tree. Like, yeah, like, so, like in the in the beginning part, like you said, we have the number one running game, and, and, oh. and Jason Garrett came with that that mentality, kind of similar to. Bill but Bill when Bill it's Bill, mattered, where, when it's mattered, when has the offense? Played to that level that you say, but we're, we're not. We're talking in circles. I got one last question for you because oh, I like these. The, the Rams. The Rams when, when did you say McVay? When did when when did his work finally? Did this last huh? year? And pretty much McVay's been to two Super Bowls and just one. They, they, was, they won because of Aaron Donald, really. Brother, McVay's been to two. It, was, it, was, it wasn't chan- the offense. That, He's that, been that, to that, two. That Let me ask you something. If the Dallas Cowboys went to two Super Bowls in five years and won one, wouldn't you be congratulating Kellen Moore? Or would you be trying to say, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't the offense didn't help us get there. It wasn't the offense that that outdueled Tom Brady in the NFC semifinals. It wasn't the offense that made some plays against the 49ers in the championship game to get there. It wasn't the offense that drove down and scored a touchdown to win the game in the Super Bowl. It was the defense. Okay. But but let me just ask you this question, and then we can finish it Go up. Ahead. Good stuff here. Okay. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do too, bro. Love, bro. Love oh, I know, I know. This ain't new. Listen, but if you've been watching this show, you know this is what I do. What? <laughs> right. What does? What does Kellen Moore have to do in your eyes to be a better offensive coordinator? 
in my eyes, what does he have to do to be a better coordinator? I, I would say just stay consistent. Be consistent. Like you said, like, uh, we, we, we're going to see. We're going to see this year. We don't have a dog we had on offense, you know, so, so supposedly uh, this year that we had last year. So if he can maintain a top ten offense this year um, without having Cooper, um, you know, I think, you know what I'm saying, um, I think that along with with, with, with improved defense, you know, I think, you know, we can keep Listen. both in top ten. We have a good shot. I, I- I don't disagree with our team being being able to compete. That's that's not really that's not really my thing. Just speaking on Kellen, I just wanted to know what you think he could improve on to be a better coordinator. For me, it's well, the ability I, I really, to. I really, I really think I really think the offense went down when that got hurt. Man, I think they they, they sure did, sure did. But what did he do to adapt? What did he do to adapt to that? This ain't new under Kellen, bro. I'm well, telling you, 2021 looked very. It, 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 wasn't, it wasn't just. It wasn't just uh, the quarterback. Zeke was hurt too. So, that, so now you would, would you would you could rely upon the run game. Maybe you got bro, offensive line uh, switching people in out of offensive line. Bro, I've seen Zeke's, Zeke's name, name 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 me really this all world running back for the San Francisco 49ers and the and in, in, in the in the Rams and the Chiefs and and the Patriots. All, name me these all world running backs when they you know on their team. You can't because it doesn't matter because they have a scheme that makes them have an efficient running game. Kellen yeah, Moore that, never adapted. That, that zone scheme, the zone scheme is a very good run scheme. That, that, zone, that zone running scheme is a very good running scheme that, that the Cal Shanahan's that, that he got from his dad. That, like you said, back in the day, it didn't matter who was the running back. Arnavis, Gary, whoever the running back was, they had 1,000 yards. Clinton Portis, whoever it was. It's that it's that scheme. So making my point. I mean, huh? You're, you're making my point. Making my point. We, we it's coaching. Like like yeah. it's it's coach. Like I don't care that Ze- the the problem with Zeke Dude, being hurt is that they played Zeke. You you answer the question you gave me. What does what does uh, our our coordinator have to do for you to say? He's he, he, he's a legit offensive coordinator. He's he's a he's a good offensive coordinator. What does he have to do? I, I just I gave you my answer. I see he needs to show the ability to adapt, because that's one of the things that he has not done over his his tenure as an offensive coordinator. He hasn't adapted. But you know, you keep, you keep, you keep in context, right? So you have you have the quarterback that gets hurt. Bro, you bro, you you're, we're, you're, you're talking in circles. So let me just stop you there because you're going to continue to talk about injuries. You're going to continue to talk so, about so injuries it, as if other point, teams don't suffer injuries and still have successful games, brother. So he, like, we still have to rank. We still have the number one ranked offense because you beat your teams fifty to nothing <laughs> in the sorry ass division, Big Tony. You said, bro, bro, like so. What exactly? What do you want the coordinator to? So you want. I want him to show up. You, Big Tony, now I'm unhinged. I'm unhinged, Big Tony. Let's go back. Let's go back. Was Kellen Moore great against the Arizona Cardinals? No. Was Kellen Moore great against the San Francisco 49ers? No. Was Kellen Moore great against the Kansas City Chiefs? Okay. Case closed. Okay, bro. Okay. I had to. You you had me unhinged. (laughs) (laughs) 
Hey, man. <laughs> like I said, that's the love for you, bro. I know, man. I know. But I, hey, man. Hey, hey. Um, hey. Uh, but yeah, I just, I just think, man. This. Dude, I mean, we look, bro. Look, bro. Look, 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 bro. We gonna talk in circles, bro. We gonna talk, Tony, Tony, Tony. We gonna talk in circles. We gonna talk in circles, bro. I hear you. You're, you're pro Kellen, and and there's nothing wrong with that, right? Nothing wrong with that. But hey, yeah. listen. Fun yeah. call. Fun call. I I got yeah. one more on the horn. I probably went a little bit too yeah. long on this one, but appreciate you calling hey, in and tuning right, in and and, and, right, uh, one, and being part of it, bro. Thanks, bro. Yeah, yeah, no problem, man. Have a good day. I don't like to get on Kellen like that, man. But y'all not just going to ignore it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> y'all not just going to ignore that this dude got shit to work on. <sighs> I be trying not to go there. <laughs> I'm sorry. My apologies, squad. And got the yelling and things like that. I, I I apologize, man. I apologize. I always apologize to y'all after that. But I, I, am I lying? That's all. I'm, all I'm asking for is better game plans and an adaptation against teams that matter. Right? Know, every team matter, but against these better teams, against the games that 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 are big games. That's all I'm asking for, y'all. Well, if Kellen dialed it up, bro, against the the, the Chiefs, if he dialed it up against the, uh, uh, the the Niners, if he dialed it up against the whatever other teams, the, the Cardinals, I wouldn't be in here like, man, you know, Kellen Moore had a, had a, had a, had a shitty game. I, I call it. He called a great game. But how can I sit here and, and be like, yo, he dialed it up when Tony Pollard touched it three times? Yo, he dialed it up when, when Amari Cooper is just kind of just like, all right, he out there. He dialed it up when we running up the A and B gap all game with no creativity. We're running out of shotgun. These, these are just basic things. You know? I digress. I'll do a poll next week, James. We in overtime now, y'all. OT. DJ, we in OT. What's up, man? There's two of them more. Let me get this one. DJ? What's good, brother? Yeah, I'm, I'm, can you hear me? I got you, man. I, I, I apologize for the long hold, but but Jen. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Uh, number one, you, you ain't got no echo. I'm in my car again. Last time I was in here, I, you had an echo. You, we're good? We are great. All right, brother. Well, number one, it was entertaining just listening to that over the phone. Just <laughs> uh, kind of <laughs> jump on the back of it, man. Like, my whole thing with it is... is I don't care about the 40-point games. Um, if they scored 31, and I knew I was getting 31 points in every single game, I will take whatever record that is. But it's very frustrating when you have 40-point games and then the very next week you score nine. You have a 35-point game and the very next week you, you can't even get above, what was it, like 13. In a very close game when your defense is showing out and doing what we've asked as a fan base, for for decades, it's like if the defense could just be there and they were there and the offense didn't show up, that's the frustrating part about it. Um, and I think it's he has five to six plays that he goes to, and if those five or six plays don't work, then we're just dead in the water for that week. Like, I'll even – uh, DJ, I'll even give y'all all the games in the, in the regular season, right? I'll give it to you, whatever. 
But the playoff game is the cherry on top. I urge y'all, yep. if you don't have access to all 22, it don't even freaking matter. Go um, go on YouTube and watch, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, Kurt Warner, who breaks down most of the game and the play calling and the lack thereof creativity and the same old same. And and just just go look at that and tell me that that is some amazing offensive coordinator at this point. I can't do that to y'all. I can't sit here and say that because in the game that mattered the most, you look your worst and you were as healthy as you can be. I digress. Now, now this is my thing. This is my thing on that, Scott. He is a second-year guy, which I know that at a certain point that's got to stop being an excuse. But if he takes it this next season and he shows growth and everything, maybe not where we want it to be, you know what I mean? We can't come out here and expect him to be the enemy or, or Andy Reid or – or uh, McVeigh or something like that right now because they've been doing it for years and they were geniuses when they start. It's just that Kellen started that way and we, we're we expecting him to be on that level right now here today when, to be honest, there's some growth that should be, you know, he has to earn and learn and, sure. and like, okay, so, if, you know, we're getting our, our teeth kicked in on this. Hey, let's back up to this. I think he has a main uh, game script. But if that main game script doesn't work, he doesn't have the, the second page and the third page and the fourth page like all these other guys have. Now, we need to find out whether that's because he just doesn't have the ability to do that or if it's just he needs more time to kind of write those pages down, you know? Yeah, he's, he's and, and like I said, with the call of Big Tony, in the grand scheme of things, he's a younger-ish offensive coordinator. But we're, this, we're going into year four now. Now it's, it's put up or shut up. Like, yeah. like the, yeah, the, this, no, I, the excuses need to go by the wayside. We need to see improvement from a play calling standpoint, right? And a game planning standpoint. I get injuries, bro. Like, I totally get it. Uh, injuries happen. But how do you adapt? You know what I'm saying? Like, how, how do you make mm-hmm. up for that? How do, and again, had we seen some, some adaptation, I wouldn't be getting on him. But I didn't see that. In fact, I saw them do less of what worked earlier on from a schematic standpoint than more of it. Well, and I think a bigger a bigger part of the issue is as well, and I've kind of been throwing it in the chat box every, you know, once or twice, you know, in every show. It's, when's the last? I don't believe I that in the past two years there's been a, a coach that asked the player to do something. The player was like, "Nah, I'm gonna do this," and the coach looked at him and said, "What the hell did I just say?" Who are we talking about? Like, there's no, like with you know Zeke going out there and playing because I 100% believe that Zeke was like, even though he was injured, he's like, "I'm playing." And everybody was like, nah, Zeke, you know, we're going to go ahead and run with Tony. And basically, uh, Zeke was like, nah, F that. I'm going out there. This is what I'm doing. And everybody was like, well, Zeke wants to go out there. He'll go out there. And I think that that's the, the big one. But I think there's little bits and pieces of that that I just, there's no, and there hasn't been for a long time. There's no, like, authority with this outside of Jerry. And I mm. think that's the problem as well. Yeah, I I've always said the hierarchy in Dallas is strange. Like, like who has total control? Who has power, really, as, as a coach? Um, so, in my opinion, mm-hmm. I think it's up for the taking. Like, I think a coach could literally grip this team up and screw with the front office. I said this before. I need more of, okay, fire me. If you don't like the way I do things, fire me so I can go do the things I need to do. And I think it's for the taking. Mm-hmm. Maybe Dan Quinn does it. I know Dan Quinn's is a good guy. It's not really his mentality. He's focused on his guys. But 
I, I've said this before. Yeah. There's a conspiracy out there. Maybe it's true. Uh, the front office told Kellen Moore not to do this, not to do that. In my in my head, I'm like, if I'm up for a head coaching position, and I'm rolling with the things that work, I don't give a damn if Jerry Jones says, or, or Stephen Jones says, stop running traps, stop running ending arounds, or stop using Tony Pollard. No, I'm not going to stop doing those things. I'm going to do what continues to work because this is my resume. And if you don't like yep. it, fire my ass because I guarantee you I can go get a job somewhere else. Yeah, because when it doesn't work, you're going to fire me anyway, so go ahead and just fire <laughs> right, me now. Exactly. You know. <laughs> well, it, it, that, that's my problem because I don't want the whole Kevin Hart scenario where they're like, oh, go do this. Nah. Oh, well, you know, if you don't go do this, you know, you're not going to play that, da, 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 da. And then he'd be like, well, I'll go get Jerry. Oh, you're going to get Jerry, huh? You're going to go get Jerry? Okay, fine. And then they go do with it whatever they want to do. You're and talking about what Kevin Hart said. Just, Kevin Hart's dad got his ass whooped, and then he told Kevin Hart, come take this trash out. Kevin Hart said, take the trash out. Shut up before I go get Steve to come put his hands on you. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to get Steve, huh? You're going to get Steve, huh? All right. Sh- shut up. I'm going to go take this trash out. <laughs> well, just give it a chance. Give it, give it yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> but, yeah, man, and then just touching on it, because that's the, the last thing, but what I was actually calling in about, was this whole J. Lou and Donovan Wilson thing. Um, I think, like, Connor McGovern's going to have his thing because undoubtedly, unfortunately, it's just the part, like, Tyron's going to say, ouch, and, you know, there's going to be a couple weeks where things get weird and then we're going to have to rotate things around or uh, one of the guys is going to go down. So I think McGovern's going to have his opportunity still. What I'm looking at with uh, Donovan Wilson more so than J. Lou is opportunity because – if we get what we hope for, Donovan Wilson, unfortunately, doesn't really see the field. He doesn't get real playing time. Hmm. Because if Hooker stays healthy, which is what we want, and what we're hoping for, because that's Malik Hooker, which, again, coming out of Ohio State, he was that dude. If we get what we want, Donovan Wilson doesn't get opportunities like he would have otherwise. I, I will say there is a path, though, for Donovan Wilson because uh... – Coach Dan Quinn likes to use three safeties. And I think we might have – again, I'll wait till we get to camp and we hear more, but I think we're going to have to take this uh, J-Ron curse playing a little bit more linebacker seriously. So if, if J-Ron plays more big nickel coming down to play linebacker, then, then Dono is going to be out there. So it's very possible he sees at the very least like 40% of the snaps. So maybe he maybe he still can make – you know, break his way through that ceiling. Again, you're more versed on that, you know, than I am. So I'll take your word on that, man. Just well, was just thinking we'll about that. The... You know, we'll see at camp how, how much he's used. I'll let y'all know. Yeah, fair. fair, 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 fair. Well, all right, man. I know you went over and you got me in. I appreciate it, dog. But uh, I I'll let you get out and get doing what you the rest of your things before you and I don't know if y'all what y'all are doing today. But no, not I today. It, we out for the for the holiday. But thank you, DJ. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Enjoy your weekend, man. Uh, Sam says, Diamond Wilson's playing. Someone will be injured. I'll, I'll say this, Sam. I don't even think it'll matter about him being injured. I, I I think that DQ wants to use three safeties. So unless he gets injured, he's going to have an opportunity to be on that field. I really can't wait, though, for camp and preseason. I might not get anything out of preseason, but to see if if... 
Curse is more used as a linebacker this year. He was using the box a ton last year, but maybe they did they they elected not to use or not to get more linebackers because they believed that J. Ron could be a linebacker. He damn sure got the size to do it. So again, we're just we're in OT. I'm just talking out loud. What if they view the linebacker room as Micah Parsons, J. Ron Kirster, Brocox, LVE? You're going to play, what, 70% nickel? So you'll probably have J-Ron down there most of the time anyway. I'm just talking out loud. So who's going to be back there? Diamond Wilson. <laughs> Sully said, how we got PTO already? Y'all just started the job. <laughs> hey, man, we got the juice, apparently. Now, Vach got the juice, honestly. TC says, Scott, you're going to be on Monday? I'm off Monday, so if you're still, if you are, I'll set my alarm. Nope. Not Monday, TC. That's why I came on Friday for uh, for the morning show because Monday I'm I'm off. We're going to be off on Monday and join the holidays. Most holidays are will be that way, except for Christmas. I'm going to be actually Christmas Eve. I'll be working the game. Uh, obviously Thanksgiving. I'll be working the game and things like that. But the holidays coming up: uh, Memorial Day, Fourth of July, Juneteenth. All those. Will not be here for that. So you can put that on your calendars if you if you want to, man. Put that on your calendars. All right, really good stuff today. I'm gonna hit this chat real quick on our way out. I figured I'd go a little bit of OT because I won't be back till till Tuesday anyway. Plus, I'm feeling good, man. It's it's feel good Friday. Speaking of which, make sure y'all check out Worth the Poor. They are actually doing a pretty cool thing. Um, over the next week, they're proud to work with courage and conviction for a special Memorial Day promotion for all orders of their bourbon and sherry cast. 10% will go to Folds of Honor Charity, a nonprofit organization that helps provide the families of the fallen and disabled service members educational scholarships. All right. So if you purchase one of these, there'll be 10% that goes to, to this charity. And the reason why I'm struggling right now is because my dog came in. He needs to go to the bathroom. I will let y'all see him. But. Hit up Worth the Poor <laughs> or visit, do, do, uh, download the app. You get 5% off all orders. My bad, y'all. My dog is like right here. You got to go to the bathroom and y'all can see him. This is Mozart. This is him telling me, wrap this thing up, dad. Want to say hi to everybody? With that said, man, I was going to do the whole thing, but we're going to press this button because I ain't trying to clean up no pee or poop in this house, man. But say hi to Mozart, y'all. He's in the middle of his treatment, but he's doing well. I appreciate y'all being here. It's been a great week. I got you, buddy. Just hold tight. Love y'all. Enjoy your weekend. Hug your loved ones. Be safe. Have fun. And be back on Tuesday. About to get up out of here. Look, he literally, and my lady know. Peace out, fam. Y'all be safe. Mozart was like, wrap it up, B. Wrap that shit up.